Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Friday. That's right. It's Friday, people. Hope you're all set to have a great weekend wherever you are. The Packers rookies are going to have a great weekend, including right now as we speak. They are on the surface of the Hudson Center having the beginnings of their rookie minicamp. Um, we got quotes from some of the rookies earlier this afternoon. Uh, the media was allowed into the locker room. Um, there's some great stuff up on the Packers Twitter feed, uh, Packers.com. Highly recommend you check that out. Good stuff from a number of the rookies. And uh, we'll hear more from them tomorrow. Undoubtedly, how was your first practice? Fun stuff like that. Uh, and then we'll hear from Matt LaFleur to wrap things up Saturday afternoon. So rookie minicamp off and running. And look, I, I'm very excited that there are new guys and new places and new faces, and we're all very, very happy, but it's, you know, guys in shorts on a football field running. Not too much can be gleaned from anything that happens over the course of the next two days. Um, indeed, they'll start putting things together in OTAs, and we'll get a little bit more of a look at, uh, you know, the squad, so to speak, and we'll have some stuff on both in the Hudson Center and on Clark Hinkle Field. And, you know, we'll get a little bit of more of an idea of what these guys look like. But ultimately, you know where I'm going with this. None of this really means much until they put the pads on in training camp and we start to see who rises to the occasion and who just looks good in shorts. Because God knows, if there's one thing that we have learned as football fans over the course of our decades watching this sport it's that a dude can look great in shorts and you can get very excited about said dude only to have all those hopes and dreams come crashing down the moment the pads go on and he disappears it's happened before it will happen again not trying to be a wet blanket just saying just putting things in perspective rookie minicamp very exciting i'm all for it long way to go as the great scholar once said a lot of ball game left hello to everybody in the chat everybody in the comment section so good to see everybody hope you're all doing well Stu starts us off with football as he should because there is football activities happening i mean not a whole lot of football being played but activities luke thanks for the super chat man have you tried the pappy yet i just got my client mccallan 12 and now feel bad huh <laughs> cheers oh the mccallan is so good i mean do not i mean our guy robin got Corey and i mccallan when we were over in uh over in london so, yeah, I mean, nothing wrong with that. I'm sure your client is very happy. Um, no, I, w- I won't be opening the Pappy anytime soon. I'll, I'll wait for an occasion. I don't know what that might be, but I'll know it when, it when it hits. John, thanks for the super chat. If we're all in with a young wide receiver core, who is the wide receiver coach, and can he help this group grow in leaps and bounds along with Clements and J-Lo? Go, Pat, go. Uh, Vrabel, the, uh, the wide receiver coach who, I mean, you look at, some of his tutelage of a number of guys, including the guys last year. Um, yeah. They, don't forget also that when Sammy Watkins came into the league with the Buffalo Bills, he was his wide receiver coach, and he certainly hit the ground running in the league. So, yeah, I, I think they're in good hands in that regard. Um, obviously, Clements and J-Lo, that, that's a whole other aspect, um, working with the quarterback and sinking within the offense as far as not only what you're being asked to do on paper, but also what you're being asked to do live and reading defenses and making sure you're on the same page as the, uh, as the quarterback. Uh, like I said, 
Long way to go. Long way to go. And I do you think Clay Matthews is coming out of retirement like they say? Jennifer, who is they? Because whoever they are, you can safely set to ignore. Put them on mute in real life. Callum, how are you doing? Hope uh, hope uh, the world across the pond is treating you well. Is Tom our center or will Josh step up? That's an excellent question. Uh, right now, Josh is the center. However, we'll see what happens once, you know, A, the whole squad assembles and they line guys up as starters. I suspect Josh will be the starter. Um, but that doesn't preclude the idea that there's most likely going to be some kind of competition in training camp. Now, that might be Zach. That might be, who knows, Elton Jenkins. We don't know yet. But, yeah, I suspect that Josh is going to be in a fight for his job. Will he step up? I don't know. I hope so. I hope so. He was really inconsistent last year, and that's what's frustrating because there are plenty of games and plenty of stretches and drives and plays where you can point to Josh's play and say, Oh, yeah, you know, he's, you see the talent. You see the upside. He can do it. He does it at a high level, but only sometimes. The only consistent thing about his game is the inconsistency. There are other plays where he is completely out of his depth, where washed aside easily by a defensive tackle or, um, you know, just basically manhandled at the point of attack, and that can't happen. You know, it's just it's a real night and day thing with Josh, and, it's something he's obviously got to iron out or he is going to lose his job. You know, there's no two ways about it. I think, you know, outside of David Bakhtiari at left tackle and most likely Elton Jenkins at left guard, though I do think there's a possibility he gets a chance a look at center. Um, everything else is up in the air. And Matt pretty much said as much down at the owners' meetings. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it kind of transpires. But um, Josh will be first up. He's just got to be more consistent. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Well, what else we got here, folks? Peter, thanks for the super chat. Who, in your opinion, is ready to ball out? <laughs> well, I, I honestly, I mean, it's the easy answer, but it's Lucas Van Ness. And I think uh, Tyler Kraft will undoubtedly make some waves. And I think Musgrave, once he gets his feet under him, will be fun to watch. And I'm really excited about Reed. And well, a number of the day three guys, I think there's some seventh rounders. Um I think Johnson at safety will probably have the best opportunity as far as there being open, you know, open positions and open competitions. He'll undoubtedly have a chance. But I think Lucas Van Ness is the guy who is most likely going to come in and probably show that he belongs. Now, again, you've got to wait till those pads come on, and he's actually at least trying to get by someone who's trying to stop him in pads at the NFL level before we can even start to make that determination. That's a number of months away. But – you know, first blush, looking at everybody, looking at their tape, and kind of just seeing where the opportunities might come. I think Lucas is probably on on point in that regard. Sean, thanks for the Super Chat. Watching Watson through the latter part of the year proved to me that it is on par or better than all the guys drafted before him. I believe in him taking that number one role. I, yeah, I think it's all there for him. Sean, I don't, <clears throat> I don't disagree with what you're saying. I think Christian Watson's ceiling is unlimited. I think he can be an absolute force in the league. I think he can be an absolute game wrecker, a blue chip player, but I think it's going to be a bit before he reaches that status. You know, it's not like he's arrived. He's got plenty of work to do, and there are plenty of things about his game that they'll look to refine and improve upon and help him develop. But yeah, I think the 
no, there's no doubt that the defense that he is going to face each and every week is going to be very aware of where he is, how they're deploying him, and how they try to get the ball to him. And that's going to be on Matt trying to move him around and utilize different formations and releases and bunch sets to get him free on man and things to, you know, cross or take advantage of zone concepts and things of that nature. But defensive coordinators are going to know where he is. That is going to be a big component of preparing for the Packers in 2023. So that's a challenge. It's a young guy who, yeah, absolutely made waves last year, scored a bunch of exciting touchdowns, was electric with a ball in his hands, certainly a playmaker. There's a long way to go, especially now that he's got defensive coordinators with a whole offseason to look at his game, see where his strengths and weaknesses are, and to focus on him. He caught a lot of people off guard last year, no doubt about it, but that will not happen again. And I'm not saying that means he's going to take a step back or he's not going to be as explosive or exciting or productive. I think that's all on offer. But it's really down to him. If he does the work, he can be a superstar. There is zero doubt. No question. Um, what else we got here, folks? I would say Watson has the best chance because of Yak. Yeah, well, there's no doubt once he gets the hand, ball in his hands, but don't sleep on Reed. This kid picks up the pro game quickly. He could be in that mix as well. Man, that His tape is electric, man. And I can see what people are talking about when they say, you know, it's funny because that night he was drafted, I think it's on our, our draft stream, you know, I was like, I was just surprised that they took him, A, when they did, and B, the fact that he is pretty clearly, you know, under their normal height and weight threshold. And, you know, I think it was Joseph who said, well, you know, he really didn't have much quarterback play to work with uh, when he was in college. And then you fast forward to how he balled out at the senior bowl and you start to see ascension. And then you put on his tape and you're just like, holy cow, he is electric with the ball in his hand. And you talk about a big play waiting to happen. You throw him in the mix with Watson and you could be cooking with gas, no doubt. Joe, thanks for the super chat. Packers offense, worst in NFL last year, converted goal to go into touchdowns. <clears throat> How do they fix that? Joe, we actually had a long talk about this on the happy hour on Thursday night. Um, the Cheesehead TV happy hour with Patreon members and Carry the G Club members. Uh, to me, it's about the offensive line. And I do think, and I think it, maybe it was Soder who brought up, you know, transitioning away from, or maybe it was Ken, sorry guys, um, transitioning away from Devontae Adams and defenses not having to worry about Adams and being able to kind of deploy more of a full field, you know, type of defense rather than rolling coverage to one side or what have you. And I think there's some validity to that. But to me, it all comes down to the offensive line and not employing as much freaking RPO uh, in goal-to-go situations. Uh, if these guys are allowed to fire off the ball and, you know, get the quarterback under center, get A.J. with a head of steam or Aaron Jones with a head of steam, I mean, the goal-to-go situation is so frustrating because Aaron Jones is one of the best goal line backs in the league historically. The numbers back that up. You give him the opportunities, he will find the end zone. And last year, I think he was given two carries inside the five or something like that. But I do think, yeah, part of it is the design and getting guys open in the passing game and doing that. But I think for the most part, the major component for me is the offensive line. They have to play better. They have to be healthy. And they have to trust them. That's where I'm at. Leo, thanks for the super chat. Shout out my man, Simon. I love Bowser. (laughs) Oh, man. All sorts of stuff. 
Holy cow. Nice. I picked up the Packers Glory Years on vinyl record, 1966. Have you listened to it? I have not. That sounds dope as fuck, though. Nice. I haven't watched the draft party videos, but wasn't there an announcement about Carry the G beer? Not so much an announcement. I did talk about it, though. Um, we will be back 100% in northeast Wisconsin, Milwaukee area, Madison area, and we will be expanding into a lot of, if not all of Wisconsin for the 2023 season. We are not ready to go nationwide yet. That's still a year away, hopefully. Uh, but yes, we will be available probably, don't quote me on this, but probably right when training camp starts at all the spots we were available last year and then expanding into the rest of Wisconsin, essentially. So be on the look. There will be, we will have definitely an announcement and a kickoff campaign, etc. cetera. Um, once that all gets set, once we've worked it out with the brewer and the distributors and things like that. It's all coming. It's all definitely kicking off probably, like I said, right before training camp. So be on the lookout. Finally, excited to finally get in here in southeast Wisconsin. It's coming, Tyler. It's coming, buddy. (coughs) David says, I'm happy to have the youngest team in the NFL. It's exciting. I just hope you're ready to take the lumps because they are coming as well. It's very exciting to have a very young team to watch ascend, right? That's the hope, anyway. But ascension is not a birthright. I know it feels like it in Green Bay, Wisconsin, but it's not. Got to do the work. Got to make sure that you're getting better each and every day, each and every game, each and every season. That is the whole goal, right? And that's why, you know, I understand what the Packers, Brian, and company have done as far as once they now have finally moved on from Aaron Rodgers, it is time for a hard reset. Now, that said, I think they've given this young core a major gift in the amount of talent, veteran talent, they still have on offer. Whether it's David Bakhtiari, whether it is Aaron Jones, whether it is Kenny Clark or Jair Alexander, Devondre Campbell. I mean, there are a lot of really talented veteran players on this squad to go along with this, yes, very youthful you know, program in the NFL. So there will be growing pains. The, the greatest hope is that they learn quickly and that they gel quickly because the talent, it's very obvious. The ceiling is high, but they got to do the work. And you guys are going to get sick of me saying this all summer, but I'm going to. It really comes down to them. It really comes down to how they acclimate to the game, but also how they learn and how they develop after making mistakes. I mean, failure is a great teacher. You just don't want to be taught too much. You want to learn and grow and develop. That's what this whole year is about. Uh, Nick, assuming no setbacks, when is Gary expected to come back? As far as I know, from what I've seen, he is, quote, ahead of schedule. I think that was reported initially by Bill Huber. Um, But there's no timetable yet, and I think Matt will probably want to keep it that way. Like I said, we'll hear from Matt tomorrow. Maybe he gets into it if he's asked. Um, I don't think anybody should expect him to be ready for the start of training camp. Uh, I do not doubt for a moment it will be similar to what you know they went through with Bakhtiar and Jenkins last year where they'll probably start on the PUP, um, and then they'll bring him along, and whenever he's ready, you know, I will be very, very surprised if he practices in camp. He'll probably start the season on PUP, which now is only four weeks. It's not six, but uh, I just don't expect him anytime soon, even with the you know promising ahead-of-schedule stuff. I just... As we know with David, man, ACLs are tricky. You don't want to rush anything. 
Ooh, Aaron. Favorite candidate for the proverbial second-year jump? So many options there, right? Uh, you want to see it from every one of those guys. I mean, there's no doubt that um, you'd love to see Quay Walker ascend, right? And there's no doubt that Christian Watson, like we talked about before, hasn't even scratched the surface. Romeo Dobbs, incredibly talented. Samari Torrey, just give him opportunities, right? You know, the list is long, but for me, it's Zach Tom. I think Zach is going to take a big jump, and I think if he's allowed to compete and win a job and get his kind of roots in there, uh, you're going to see a really good player. That's my guess. Total. That's all it is. It's guesswork. Um, I really think it's probably between him and, and Quay Walker uh, are my two kind of circled. I mean, Devontae Wyatt, I'm excited. I'm excited just to see him get on the field, but uh, <laughs> a lot more than he did last year. But I think. And look, if the Packers get a second-year jump out of Quay and Zach, then they're really cooking. <laughs> Young Feezy, baby. Musgrave was moving in Andy Herman's tweet. That's great. He's moving. He's moving, people. It's, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he was. I'm sure he's very fast. That's what the tape suggests, and that's what his testing says, and it's good to hear that there are eyewitnesses saying that he moves. It's good stuff. Dennis, is Mason Crosby done, or is there a competition? Well, there's no competition at the moment because he isn't signed. He's a free agent. So uh, will there be a competition in camp between the drafted kicker and the holdover? Possibly. Uh, although I suspect it's probably set up for the drafted kicker to win it. Um, but we'll see. I mean, you never know. If they get into camp and no one can be hitting field goals with any kind of con true consistency, Maybe they give Mason a call, and that might be what Mason's waiting on, you know? Rather than signing with some other team, he's probably sitting there going, all right, have your little kicking competition. I'll be here when you need me. Oh, and it's going to cost a little extra. Oh, that would be, I would do if I was Mason Crosby. <laughs> Musgrave is moving, indeed, moving to Green Bay. That's good. I am very, very excited. <laughs> Brett, every ACL recovery these days is, quote, ahead of schedule with pro athletes. Well, that's something that David said when – he did the interview with me two years ago or whatever it was. You know, he said, like, you know, it started with the Adrian Peterson thing, but, you know, everybody is so kind of like, oh, ACLs are so easy now. That's the prevalent kind of public perception of the ACL injury. And it's just not the case. And that's why, you know, with the Rashawn thing, I'm like, I'm, I love that there are reports about it, and I love that he's, quote, ahead of schedule. But, man, none of that really means much. It really matters about when he gets on that field, what Nate Weir and company with the Packers training staff think about it. And who knows, man? He might get out there and look great and then have a setback. And I'm not putting that on the universe. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Knock wood, et cetera. But long way to go, I think. Does John Runyon Jr. get an extension from the Packers? Great question, Andrew. I think it's possible. Um, I think they'll probably want to see a little bit more. Um I think he's a solid player. I don't think he's a great player. I think he's a solid player. I saw a lot of, like, negativity around him last season, and I didn't think much of it was warranted. Um, but, yeah, I think there's a decent chance he gets an extension. Jonathan, what's up, man? Thanks for the Super Chat. What was your grade on Steno in year one at OC? I love Steno because he wants to run the fucking ball. Love Steno. It's hard to say. I mean, it's it, for me, it's like you're sitting on the outside. We don't know what he's being asked to do. What are his assignments? Where, what is the area that Matt is asking him to really drill down on and consider and bring to the table? I don't know. 
You know, if he was a play caller, at least we'd have a little something to go on. But even then, last year, he would have had Rodgers changing things at the line. But, yeah, so, like, sitting on the outside, it's, uh, it's not fair. It's just not fair to give these guys grades. We don't know what they're being asked to do. But, you know, from his public, you know, availabilities and having talked to him a few times at the Combine, I know what kind of guy he is, and I know what he likes about football, and I know he wants to run the ball, he wants to be physical, and blah, blah, blah. I'm in on that. So that part of it, I'm, yeah, A-plus, man. But as far as, you know, as the Packers offensive coordinator, it's just really, really hard to say. Just We just don't have the information, right? Oh, Brett, who is my favorite player on the 96 squad? Wow. Whew, baby. That's a really good question. You know, all honesty, probably. I mean, there are so many candidates, but it's got to be Leroy Butler. You know, I – I loved all those guys. You know, it was a crazy year. I remember there was, I've told this story so many times, where I think it was week three where they played the Eagles on Monday Night Football, and Edgar Bennett caught a wheel route up the right sideline in Lambeau. And I, right then and there, week three, you guys know me, Mr. A lot of ball game left. I was like, we're going to the Super Bowl. I just knew it. I just felt it. And there were so many guys on that squad, from Levin's, Obviously, Brett, uh, Antonio Freeman, all the injury stuff they went through, you know, in the middle of the year where they basically lost all their receivers. You know, they got to go find, sign Ryzen, all of that. And then on the defensive side, come on. You got the Grave Digger, you know, come on. You got Reggie, the, the great corners they had. I mean, there's so many dudes that I just absolutely loved. But Leroy was just the cream of the crop, my, my true love, so to speak, because he did everything. He was everywhere. He dictated games from the safety position in an era where that just didn't happen. You know, and he was so much fun. He was a great quote. He was always funny on TV. And hell, man, he was just so fucking good. The fact that he literally went through a dude to sack Drew Bledsoe in the Super Bowl is enough. But then there's everything else, you know? Leroy Butler. It's got to be Leroy Butler in 96. Abdul, thanks for the super chat. Hey, Aaron, any promising guys on Matt LaFleur's staff? That's a very interesting question. Um, I'm, not, I'm not comfortable saying yes or no yet, just because, you know, the guy that I really loved was J.O., Justin Outen, um, who then went to Denver and is now down in Tennessee. But outside of that, I don't really know a lot of the newer guys. I think Vrabel, who we talked about earlier, is pretty damn good. Um, but, yeah, I don't know a whole lot of guys on this current staff. Hoping to change that, but we'll see. Craig, thanks for the Super Chat. Am I the only one getting some 2022 Seahawks vibes for the 2023 Packers? Underrated QB, strong run game, good defense. Oh, Craig, that's adorable. See, when you say QB, strong run game, strong, good defense, I mean, it's that last part that really makes you pause, you know? No excuses, Joe. It's all down to you, buddy. Sorry, man. I'm going to have real trouble buying into this defense until I see it. It's just I can't. Been burned too many times. And last year, really thought they were going to be a lot better than they were, especially coming out of the gate looking as disorganized and terrible as they did. How is that possible? How is that possible with all the talent you're handed? Sorry, man. Just ugh, that last part. Andrew, thanks for the Super Chat. Dorsey in the NFC Championship game in 96. Oh, hell yeah. Talk about wheel routes. That one up the right side. Corner of the end zone. Come on. 
That's good stuff. That's good stuff right there. All right, everybody, I have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great weekend. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 